everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Hey Alexa. Today I have Emily McGill, who is a spiritual seeker, a tarot reader. She is a storytelling strategist. She's also the co-founder of Sunday Nights on Broadway. She's also part of the Spiral 5 Collective, and she's also co-authored um, Spiral 5, The Career Rebel's Guide to Modern PR. Today we're going to learn about her journey and how kind of where she's gotten to be today and we're also going to do a tarot reading for me so I'm very excited um and then the last couple minutes we'll play our game with her so um I hope you guys enjoy this episode and hey Emily how are you hi Alexa I'm good thank you so much for having me thank you for coming on I just love like talking to people and like I've never really talked to a tarot reader I mean I've had readings but like I've never Mm -hmm. actually talked to somebody and interviewed them and so I'm really excited to kind of hear your journey especially from you were you were a PR person with Broadway and now you're a tarot reader so Mm -hmm. it's like a huge jump and I'm kind (laughs) of curious and excited to hear your story yes thank you so much um yeah I always had a singular dream of working on Broadway I love theater growing up I love the arts and um I just always knew I was going to work on Broadway I didn't know how, I didn't know, you know, the entire business ecosystem that exists off stage. Um, But once I moved to New York after college, I started interning and learning about what I did and didn't like to do. And truly by happenstance, like landed in a PR office. It it was, um, it was the, you know, the universe divinely guiding me and putting me where I needed to be. Um, So did you ever want to be on Broadway? Like, on the stage or were you more just wanting to work with Broadway when I was young I thought that that was the only option was to be on stage um and I also was one that was like oftentimes not cast in the in the show or you know was if I was I was like the third girl from the left in the ensemble you know and didn't really get any kind of like feature um which you know can how have you tell a certain story to yourself about yourself and what you're capable of. And, um, I went to school for performing, but I knew before I had graduated that I wanted to be on the business side of the business. I just didn't know where, because I didn't really know what my options were. You know, I didn't know about company management, general management, stage management, producers, advertising agencies, PR companies, marketing agencies, ticketing companies, you know, the lawyers and the accountants and, you know, the production management team. I mean, like I didn't really understand the breadth of the ecosystem. For sure. Um, And I was working with um, Valerie Harper, who was like a 70s TV star for Mary Mary Tyler Moore and Rhoda. Um, She is Rhoda. And so I was working with her on a play. I was her assistant. And I saw, I spent a lot of time with her out and about doing her interviews and just like, this was like the very beginning of when Facebook was open to the world. So we were like, I like had a flip cam, remember flip cams? I had a flip cam (laughs) and I would follow her around and like videotape it and post it to her Facebook and like show her fans, like what her life was like when she was like running around doing this Broadway show. Or wait, remember when um, Facebook was just starting. So it was yeah. like your, your, so your status was like 
this would be like Valerie is. And if it's some half the time you would you when you look back at those old times, it doesn't, oh doesn't even make sense. Yeah. This like was like how 2010. It was so yeah, yeah it's it was exactly like, so Valerie right. is and then, and it then was it's like, like a yeah. video of her <laughs> with like Rosie O'Donnell. You know what I mean? Like signing yeah. autographs at the stage door or whatever. Um you know, and it was just, it was such an amazing experience getting to be like alongside her and sort of mm-hmm. seeing what that experience was like. And through that, I got to know the publicist that was working on the show. And I didn't really know what her job entailed, but I knew that I liked the part that we did when we were out and about and we yeah. were like going to interviews and covering interviews and like doing that kind of stuff. I enjoyed that. Um, and so it wasn't such a shock that I landed in a PR office, but also, you know, I was interviewing for any job that looked remotely interesting to me (laughs) because I was 25 and I was an intern and I was like, I need to start paying my bills. I don't want to keep having to work a restaurant job also. Especially in New York. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I gotta get a job. Um, and I was going in for interviews at CAA and like doing the agency thing. And I very much could have gone that route, but the a PR job became available. And I was like, absolutely. Because when I walked in the door to that office, I felt like I was at home. I was like, yeah. oh, I know these people. I didn't know, you know, Anyone. I met yeah. a few of them, but right. like, I was like, I know these people. Like I this love is PR. home. Yeah. Um, but I, so interesting though, I learned upon going to like a big agency a little bit later in my career and being their in-house Broadway expert, I actually hate PR. Really? I, I hate it. <laughs> I like I certain things. And I like, I like, I like asking people for interviews, like that kind, like writing no. like my story. I kind of like that. I don't know why. I, I love that you are so interested in pitching. Um, that is like the bane of my existence because I feel not like very I'm, good, but, <laughs> yeah, but the more you do it, the more you practice, the better you yeah. get. Right. And like, for me, I'm not interested in screaming into a void is how it has felt for me for a yeah. long time because of, you know, various circumstances. And so I realized that like, this is not something I enjoy. However, it is the thing that I have the most expertise in. Right. So when I started my own business, it was a PR business because that's all I knew. Right. And you know, I realized, especially before the pandemic that I was like in this miserable place. I hated what I was doing. How do I make this change? And then, you know, working in around Broadway, everything shut down. So it was kind of a gift to say, let's reconsider where I've been and where I'm going. Yeah. And like, I think many people have over the last two years, you know, we've really thought about what we care about, who we care about, how we want to spend our time. And I enjoy the strategizing Mm -hmm. and helping people figure out how to talk about the thing, but I don't want to be the one out here executing Yeah, and doing the pitching and writing the pitches and reaching out and following (laughs) up and, you know, all of that. I've just there, I've spent too many years doing that and I'm exhausted. Yeah. And I don't, so it's been, it's been interesting to, uh, to sort of navigate like what's happening next. And I started reading tarot for myself, you know, my therapist was introduced me to the tarot. And when I was looking for a daily practice, she suggested I pull a card. So I started with an app on my phone 
And then before the pandemic, I was gifted my first deck and I was like, oh, I can finally start reading for other people. (laughs) And I did. And then boom, everything went digital. So I had to start, you know, learning how to do it online really quickly through zoom or yeah, Mm -hmm, or FaceTime or whatever video, uh, you know, app we were using and it became uh, a, you know, a totally different and yet perfectly the same experience. Right. But at first it wasn't. Yeah. I just had to fit, you know, I just had to figure it out. I'm like, what does this look like? What does this feel like? What space do I use? You know, all the different aspects of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but then once I got it down, you know, it's been all good, but it's been wonderful because it's really allowed me to, I think, embrace so many different facets of myself having Broadway sort of like taken away like that and theater getting shut down and everything going digital. And, you know, I worked a lot with folks who have been making theater on the internet for like a decade and have been doing this long before anybody else. And so we're well equipped to continue doing it during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, But for me, there's something so important about the physical gathering. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so it's been interesting to sort of navigate all of it together. So is this what you're doing full time now, or do you still do stuff with Broadway since it's kind of coming back? Yeah. So I am doing some stuff. Um, you mentioned Sunday night on Broadway snob is what we call it. Um, and snob is a pop-up dance party that we throw. And so we're starting to do more of that. We're starting to get hired to play parties for different folks, um, in and around the Broadway community. And I think like my, my sort of exhaustion and um, need to step away has more to do with the industry than it does with the community. And for me, I have to really distinguish those two from each other because the industry part of it is one thing that I just don't feel like playing the games anymore that are played within that. Like I just have no desire to do that, but like I still politics, have, like the politics yeah, of it, I'm, I'm, and which is I'm every done. industry, unfortunately, absolutely more than more now than before, maybe. But yeah, and I, you know, I'm just I walk into a space and I am who I am. This is what you get, and like that's the end of it. I'm not willing to fuck around. So <laughs> please, sorry if you have to bleep, bleep me. No, but, you're um, good. <laughs> I, I you, like it. You're good. <laughs> thanks. But, you know, I just, I can't, uh, I can't, I don't have the, I don't have the capacity for, I don't care to have the capacity for yeah. it, the bullshit. And so I, but I still want to hold space for the community. So it's been an interesting balance and I'm, I am trying to get, you know, more tarot happening. Um, I am headed back to Columbia. I'm going to grad school at Columbia university Um, yes, I'm excited. The program is called spirituality, mind, body Institute. So I'm really excited about the program, um, and to see sort of what's possible and, and what could come of this over the next little while. I'm just kind of following the yeses right now. Yeah. And just see where it takes you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, it sounds like you've had quite the journey and it's (laughs) (laughs) It's like a roller coaster, you know? Yeah, but it's that's sometimes what makes life so special. Mm-hmm. It's true. So, because sometimes you can't always be good. Because if it is, it's kind of boring, even though you don't think about it in that moment. But well, yeah, and without, you don't learn. 
you know, we need the duality, but then also the gray in between to recognize when things are good, recognize when we have the, the moments of positivity. And um, I mean, we can always have moments of positivity. We choose that, right? right. Like it's of our course. choice, but yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been your most difficult times where you really grow or learn to grow as a person. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of people during the last two years have either chosen to do that or not, you know, mm-hmm. there hasn't really been any, any much ambiguity in that you're, you know, and, and it, of course it can change day to day, moment to moment, but overall you find that there are people that are choosing to do the work and, um, make themselves the the best version of themselves, their most favorite version of themselves. Right. Yeah. Cause I think there's a difference there too. We talk about the best version of ourselves, but what's your most favorite version? Yeah. Um, what has been like your favorite part of terror reading? Like what has it really taught you like about yourself and was the process, how was the process of learning? The process of learning is continual, right. It never ends. Um, <laughs> I, I enjoy it a lot though. Uh, I like to think of tarot as a, a visual or a physical representation of information that you hold within yourself. Yeah. So something that in your, you know, in your intuition or in your heart or in your gut that like you really know deeply, but that hasn't made it up to your head yet. So the translation hasn't quite happened. You don't necessarily have language for it. You don't know how to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and so I like to say that it's all, it's like texting yourself a meme, right? You're like, yeah. oh, that's what I'm trying to say, <laughs> right? So uh, so I, that's what I like to say, that it's, it's sort of a, a tool for self-communication to, to be able to translate something up to your head from your body. Um, and I, part of why I love the tarot is my Virgo moon loves the structure in the deck. Mm-hmm. So for those that are not familiar, there are two parts of the tarot. You have the major arcana and the minor arcana. So the major arcana are like your magic cards. And arcana, it just means part, section. Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's it. Um, and so the major arcana is like, those, those are magic cards. So we want to pay special attention when they show up. And they correspond to the human soul's evolutionary journey. So we start with the fool zero, the numberless number, very trusting, naive, fresh on the journey, you know, ready to take on the world and away <laughs> we go. Um, and that goes all the way up to the world card number 21, which is whole healed, holy, that very, um, completion energy that we find. And so we, and we move through all of these different things, like the hero's journey through the major yeah. arcana. The minor arcana is set up kind of like a deck of playing cards. So you have four suits, which each correspond to one of our four elements. And then you have um, ace through 10, right? They're Mm -hmm. called pip pip cards. And then we have four court cards instead of three. So we've got a king and a queen, a knight and a page. Sometimes you might see prince and princess. Sometimes it might be father, mother, son, and daughter. And that's really dependent on the author of the deck, the artist, you know, how they are collaborating. Um, The tarot is very much based on archetypes and symbolism. So 
it is very gender binary in how Mm -hmm. everything is presented. Um, But, you know, important to keep in mind that, that it's not necessarily a person of that gender or of any gender, but the qualities of that card that you Mm -hmm. might see within yourself or in someone else. Okay. I like it. It sounds very cool. So before we kind of transition into do the reading, Mm -hmm. I'm going to end the segment with the game. We're going to play our game first and let you also share um, uh, where we can find you just in case people don't want to tune into this part. I don't want them to miss that. So um, my first question is drink of choice. Water. I'm learning. I'm actually learning to like water. So (laughs) excellent. Cheers. Cheers. It's coffee right now, but still (laughs) Um, favorite movie, TV show or both. Mm. Or could be Broadway play for you. Mm. Um, The first thing that came to mind was singing in the rain, the film. So I'll just stick with it. All right. Um, Advice to your younger self. There's no rush. I like that. I think that might be advice to myself right now. <laughs> hey, it kind of works for both. <laughs> yeah. Your younger self hasn't learned it yet. So you're no, kind of teaching no. it as you're going. <laughs> We're still working on it. There's no rush. <laughs> um, five words to describe yourself. Mm. I would say creative, inspired, dedicated, and choosing happy. I love those. Um, And the last question is, what does success mean to you? It means wanting to wake up and live your day every day. Bravo. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Um, and then where can we find you? Yeah. So mostly I hang out on the internet on my own website, which is emilymcgillentertainment.com. Very long, but uh, uh, you can check out there if you're interested in a reading or learning more about them. I also have a code on my website um, for 25% off uh, an hour or a 30 minute reading. And, um, you can sign up for my email list there. If you want I do a weekly tarot card pull that goes out at the top of each week, um, for anyone who's interested in that. And I'm also on Instagram at Emily Ann MCG. That's Emily Ann, Ann and E MCG. All right. Well, that'll all be in the description below. If you guys want to continue listening, we're going to do a tarot reading for me. If you don't, that's okay. So, and I will see you guys next time. All right. Excellent. So you've had readings before. Oh yeah. A while ago. Okay, great. Um, so you're familiar with the concept, but, uh, had you, had you understood sort of like the, how the deck is set up before? Was that ever shared? I don't know that it was ever explained. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, I love for people to just know that there is, it's not just a bunch of random cards, right? That there is reason behind it. I think that uh, it can just make the experience deeper. Um, So today we are using a deck called the Wild Unknown. It's a beautiful deck by 
Kim Kranz. And um, it's all animal imagery. So all of the cards in this deck, you won't see any humans. We'll only see animals. I like it. I like it. Uh-huh. It's great. <laughs> I really love it. Feels right for Taurus season. All right. So I'm going to give this another shuffle. Do you have a specific question or focus that you want to explore today with the cards? Um, I think I have two of them. Okay. Is that okay? Or do I only do one? Shoot. And then we'll see what the cards say. I'd like to know my love life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've been single for a while and I'm applying for some reality TV to, because I can't find love here. So I want to, I also kind of wouldn't mind to know if that's in my future at all. Uh (laughs) So that's kind of those two. (laughs) Great. Also sort of one and the same. Yeah. So it's kind of the same. So uh-huh. I didn't know if that was separate or not, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, we'll see what the cards are saying. So, uh, one of my favorite pulls to do is what will help you, what will hinder you and what's your untapped potential. Okay. And, um, so I'm going to give these one more shuffle and then you are going to cut the cards and we are going to see we get all right so you're just going to tell me when to stop flipping through them okay and stop all right so on your quest towards relationship and possible casting right uh so let's see this is what will help you and this is the father of wands and so remember i said that our four suits each correspond to the four elements. Mm -hmm. So our wands are fire. That's your passion, your drive, your creativity, stuff that lights you up, gets you out of bed in the morning. And uh, the father is that king energy. It's the top, the pinnacle of of the suit, right? It's the most grounded. It's the most, um, despite the fact that it's fire, it's the most uh, sort of capable is the wrong word it's not the word i want but like deft with the tool right so like the king energy like really knows how to use the resources available to him um really understands how best to step forward in a situation has the life experience to know what not to do right like there's it's very it's it's very me too evolved like the, the high, most highest evolved version of this energy, right? But we also see that this card is upside down. And some people like to read an upside down card. You can either call it reversal or inversion. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people don't. I like to read them. A lot of people will see them as the negative expression of the card. So saying that like, this is um, not there or um, like the opposite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that kind of every card holds the full expression of itself. So I'll sometimes also think about it as like the internal expression okay. of a card rather than being how external and world facing it's really internal or that it's something that needs to be dropped. Okay. And so this could be, you know, this could have something to do with like your, I'm trying to feel into like how this is 
like if this is aligning more with one side of that question or the other, <laughs> but how's it resonating for you? I don't know. I feel like when you were saying about the king and everything, it's like how mm -hmm. you kind of know things and you feel like you know how to like turn the into the right way. And I think for the most part I do for, I've been learning that a lot from my own struggles, things I've been through. Mm -hmm. So maybe that, but then with the reversal, maybe it just means like I'm still have still more to go. And maybe uh -huh. this, maybe this opportunity will help me to gain that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's kind of why I think that part of that too, is I think I'm, I have a lot, I've grown in a lot of ways and I, I know what's good, what's bad, what's a lot of that, but I still have a lot more to do. Uh huh. So maybe using this opportunity because it's for my strength or right to strength. This is what will this is what will help you. Help you. I think knowing that I still have a ways to go, maybe like learning on the journey. Yeah. Yeah. That I don't think it's growing. negative. Yeah. No, I don't, think it's I don't see it the like, negative. Right. But that you're growing into it, that you're not right. there necessary. yet. Yeah. But mm -hmm. it's coming. And that maybe is what I need to get there. Mm hmm is just the faith that like you're growing into it and that that's what's going to help you. Yeah. That's how I see it too. Yeah. All right. Let's see what's going to hinder you. Oh no. <laughs> mm, the five of pentacles. So the five of pentacles are pentacles. That's our earth, our coins, our discs. You'll sometimes hear them called and earth is the physical, the material, the manifest. So this is, um, the five of pentacles is oftentimes like about being out in the cold. We can see that this rose is not healthy. It's not doing well. Um, you know, it's droopy and it's losing its beautiful petals. And this is, I think, can sometimes um, be a reminder that like, we have to be grateful even in the tough times. We have to have gratitude even when it feels like it's impossible or yeah. we hate the situation we're in or you know whatever the experience is that we're having. Like this is saying we still have to have gratitude. And that's what I've definitely been learning a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And because I've been journaling and- trying to say what I'm thankful for every day, like things mm -hmm. like that. Right. Because what this is saying is not practicing that gratitude is really going to hurt you in general. Yeah. Yeah. Period. You're going to be a droopy rose and losing that. all the petals. <laughs> Absolutely not. Right. Because you're growing into it. You're growing yeah. into this thing. And so it's saying, you know, like, well, I guess it's this way, huh? Um, <laughs> but you know, that, that from this, from this thing that you're growing into, if you don't sort of bring those practices of gratitude and, and appreciation in, like, it's going to end up like this. Right. Stuck. And I don't want that. <laughs> right. Because you got some untapped potential. I feel it too. I just need mm -hmm. to get there. <laughs> which is the five of cups woman, which is another, like, it, it oftentimes is a, is like a heartbreak card. <laughs> and the five of cups 
is usually if you'll see it in in other decks i mean we can see the sadness in the horse head here yeah and the cups are upside down too right so So this is because this is again in reversal yeah so the card is you know often when when we would pull it upright we would see it this way yeah so we would see the cups upright and we would see the horse looking down but we were again inverted and oftentimes what this card signifies is you'll see three spilled cups and two that are still sitting upright. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the idea is that it is even in the times where it looks again, it's a reinforcement of this, right? Even in the times where it looks like all is lost or got to remember know, the two is still up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you fill them yourself. Right. You know, it's not, we're not relying on anyone else to fill these cups for us. We fill them ourselves. No one can fill them for you. Right. It doesn't work that way. And so I think with this untapped potential is like, is your ability to see those two cups sitting upright? Yeah. And learning to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's an untapped potential that you have. Like you haven't even scratched the surface of your ability to turn around and see which cups are sitting up. Yeah. Because there's always going to be two cups that are still sitting there. And you just got to see it in that, in any situation. Mm-hmm. Right. Where's the silver lining here? What's the lesson here? What's the opportunity here? You know, and, and, not to a point where it's like you refuse to, to, you know, rest in the moments where you need to have an emotional experience and like get through it, you know, but don't stay there. Right. You have to be able to have come the right out of it. Experience. And well, come. and, or just like have the experience, like move through the fullness of it. You know, we oftentimes are taught as very young children that our emotions are not safe. And so yeah we don't move through a full emotional experience because, you know, we might have gotten scolded for her throwing tantrums as a child when in reality, you just needed to like get it all out so that you could then be like, okay, this is now I have the clarity. Let's do the thing. <laughs> you know, yeah. like sometimes that's what we got to do. All right. So is these good cards or not? I can't really tell. <laughs> I mean, it's there's no good question. or bad, yeah. right? There's no good or bad. What we look at when we look at them all together, we can see, right? Is this left to right for you? Um, are they right backwards? to left? Right oh, to left. I get so I get I know. so turned around on all of these different apps and their camera <laughs> angles and lenses. Okay. So we see that our first card, which is what will help you, is this King of Wands. And that is growing into the fullness of your passion, the, you know, the, the stuff that you want to do in the world. And maybe it is, I don't know. I feel like this isn't answering the question that you're asking. I don't about... think so either, but I guess it's, it's actually been asking other questions. I mean, kind of answered some other questions about me and my future. So my career uh-huh. and stuff. So, uh-huh. 
So, and sometimes the cards do this, right? Like yeah. we have an intention that we give it and then they're like, no, 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 no. We're going this way, you know? <laughs> and yeah. so we have this experience where all of a sudden it's like, you're growing into your power. You're growing into your fire, your passion, the thing that lights you up. Like it's, it's coming. It's here, right? It's like yeah. you... It's, you know, the other way you could look at that card and that experience is like you are building a bonfire, but you're starting with, you know, the embers at the very center. Yeah. And it's like you're building the bonfire around it to get the thing moving. And that's going to help you. And what's going to hold you back is, you know, sort of keeping yourself out in the cold too. Yeah. Like not taking care of yourself. Yeah. But also, um, I feel like there's something in here too, about oftentimes when we think we're being excluded, we're really just not being included and they can get that can get confusing because it can feel the same. Yeah. And so I wonder if this is like also the reminder that like you kind of have to include yourself sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like, can't expect other people to always be the one. Right. To yeah, do it for right. you. That like you can bring yourself in from the cold. I think that that like yeah. Yeah. Like don't don't feel don't um don't like uh, exclude yourself or punish yourself or, yeah, you know, and I do like, that a lot. Yeah. That there's, there's a sense of like, that's, that's not going to, that's going to hurt you. It's going to hinder you when you're, um, when you're sort of like self-flagigating about anything, you know, yeah. and saying this is like, and, and, and your ability to, to stop doing that is the untapped potential. Right. And the right. Like yeah. it's the, the, the untapped potential is the evolution from this, from yeah. this five of pentacles, this feeling that you are sort of punishing yourself and putting yourself out in the cold, the evolution from that and away from that is the untapped potential. Okay. I like that. Mm-hmm. sometimes it's really helpful to see them all together right yeah. like we 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 talk about them in pieces to see how they re- reflect and relate for us and how but they, they kind of go in don't. with each other yeah, yeah. you got to tell the story you got to tell the whole story through it too there's yeah. really something in the seeing it all together and it's like they kind of all go together these three like mm-hmm. for, like it's like I have the potential but it's like and I'm growing, but by growing, I have to learn to kind of pivot and start taking care of myself and including myself and not pushing my, and I've done that my whole life where I've like mm-hmm. kind of excluded myself from things because of situations mm. I've been in. Mm-hmm. And so now like the potential, like the, my potential could be to know my worth. I think I just needed that emotionally. Mm-hmm. I think it's like help is going to like helps and helping me like emotionally too, not even just about a career or about absolutely. Love or about, I think once I get there, the other things will open up mm-hmm. like because the it's love all life and like the, all that stuff will 
come around once I get that part. But also it's not, it's not even the once I get that part, right, Alexa, because it's, it's always a step closer yeah. to the, the healthiest way we can live our life. Right. Right. It's always just a step closer to the, to it because it's never going to end. We're always practicing it constantly. And, and I think like the other thing this five of cups is saying to me is like, it might, because the scales are tipped a little bit. So it, you know, three cups have spilled only two have not. So it feels like more has been lost than has been sort of salvaged. Um, but I think that there's like, there's really something very deep and powerful in those two cups have not been spilled. Yeah, no, I agree. You have, yeah, you have some real power to tap into woman that you have like not even begun to explore. Well, I'm excited. (laughs) Good. Good. So thank you. So because much. this is the very beginning. Yeah. This is well, the very you. beginning. Thank you so much for doing this reading and coming on the show. And my pleasure. You guys are still listening. I hope you guys enjoyed it and even got something out of it. Um, but this was another episode of Hey Alexa, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.